You're listening to Were You Still Talking? Okay, the recording's on. Recording from two different sources. And uh, I guess we're not going to do any pre-interview because who needs that? That's crap. Um, I actually, the first time, practice a, an intro and we'll just see how it goes. Okay. I've never done that before. So in the studio today, I have Sean Prescott. He is a world-famous actor. Okay, at least he's an actor in Eugene. He's <laughs> done theater. He actually does a karaoke. He's a karaoke DJ at various clubs around here. He does a trivia night at several places. He's been in uh, the Nerd at Cottage Theater Opera Trio at the Holt Center, Forbidden Planet with Trek Theater in the park. Love Trek Theater. Wonder of the World at the Very Little Theater, another one of our favorite places to hang out. He's also been in Charlotte's Redemption, which you can find on YouTube, The Silence, which you can find on YouTube, The Message, which you can find on YouTube, and The Eater, which you can find. Uh, No, I don't think so. And we've done (laughs) short films, including Taking Tibet, Dirty Deeds, The Black, starring yours truly, Mm -hmm. sort of, and uh, Hungry. So that's that resume. And then he also worked uh, as a technical account manager at Symantec for a long, (laughs) long time. Grown. Um, I'm totally... When I was re- rehearsing this e- earlier, I forgot what they make. They make. They make. Oh, Norton. 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 Norton Security. Yeah. 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 And they've been in Eugene for long. a long, long time. Um, and now you're back in school. You're still going to school? Uh, well, yes, but I'm actually going to school for the first time. So. Oh, for the first time. Okay. Yeah. I wow. never went to college. Even braver. Yeah. I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. I have nightmares about going back to school, <laughs> but it I'm seems like five you're semesters doing well. in, and I'm still having nightmares. Uh-huh. So, yeah, but your your grades are good. You've done well. I'm doing you're fairly good, well, surprisingly. I, I, I hated high school and didn't want to have anything to do with college, and turns out I'm good at it. So you know, maybe that's the years of work experience, but it could be. You know. I was yeah, I didn't like high school, and I went to college yeah. briefly and forgot all about it. And then <laughs> moved on. Yeah. And oh yeah, so you were thinking of starting a podcast. You you mentioned oh I kind of want to start a podcast. What 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 was that about? What would that be about? <clears throat> well, you know? actually, uh, so a friend of mine and I who have known each other for almost forty five years now, uh, we get together once a month on a Saturday, and spend all day long watching movies, and we call it the monthly movie marathon <clears throat> and my podcast was going to be basically our reactions to those movies mm-hmm. uh, because every time we get done with a movie we discuss whether we liked it or not what we thought was good what we thought was bad blah 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 nice and so yeah it was just i an think idea. that would be good yeah i i don't know if people want to listen but it was something i thought would be fun but it turns out <laughs> i don't have the patience for audio editing Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I that really, is a, that is problematic. Really despise yeah. it. <laughs> so do I. That's why I'm doing this live. I, I don't know if yeah. you really, you've heard enough of them, so you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't edit my because my goal is to go live to YouTube, but that this takes 
It takes even more of these gadgets you see right. around you. It takes at least four more. Yeah. Because I would need a switch box and I would need three cameras. Right. And it, well, I have a camera, so I would need two cameras and a switcher. And, and tech. <laughs> this, is, this is already uh, right at the edge of what I want to be doing. Yeah. I do spend, you know, I do an hour podcast. I do two and a half, three hours working on that podcast to get it up. Uh, not only the the um, audio stuff, I don't mind that much, except I don't like editing either. I can't, editing just, ooh, it gets in my craw somehow. Yeah. I put, so. I put one podcast together. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually recorded probably, I want to say about eight or nine of them of us just sitting around talking. And then the, the first one that we did that I, re- that we recorded was we had actually decided the new, uh, Bourne movie had just come out. And so we took all the other Bourne movies on video and watched them in progression and then went out to the theaters and watched the last one. Wow. And <clears throat> so that's dedication. Yeah. And so what we did was record, we recorded our reactions after each one, and then I put all those together, and I actually took like sound bites from the movies and stuck them in there, and you know, grab music. Which, if I was trying to sell my podcast, I know I can't do. You know, I get that. You know, and this was just a project for me, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh huh. Yeah. And so I put all that together, but <laughs> I mean, it took me three weeks, you know, to put all that. That's together. a lot of work. Yeah. Yes, I've done. <laughs> Um, so. I don't know if you saw the video I put up there online, but I screwed up one of my, I was, did a, a video I saw podcast. That. Yeah. yeah. So, um, screwing that up and trying to <laughs> redo the beginning and kind of fix it. Uh, most of the time was spent finding a, a decent, uh, free editor because I'm not ready to pay for editing yet. Um, right. but it was nice because I found that in looking for that, the really nice editors now are available monthly. And so. It's something I could yeah. do when I get to that point, but I'm not ready you, to do that. Yeah, when now. do you make that decision when you're when you're when you have a hobby and mm-hmm. you're just tooling around in the hobby and you know that I can't put any money into this because I don't have any money anyway. Mm-hmm. And then you know when do you make that decision? I guess I'm going to start putting money into this hobby, and because I have a lot of things that I do that with, you know, right. things that I'm interested in, but it's like I'm I'm not going to pay money. I I don't have it. I don't you know. <laughs> I don't have yeah, and I, I'm already. I it's one of the dangers of starting this kind of hobby, is that um, I have a natural tendency as a musician. I think it's a, a musician disease. When you start a new thing, you gotta buy something, and I've already bought stuff. You know, I bought. I had to buy this headphone amp, but that was because I had um, all those people in for the podcast. I bought these windscreens. I've gone through a couple now because I didn't like the first ones. And I'm uh, not. I'm trying to keep it minimized. I've bought a little bit of advertising, with very you know low amounts. So um, how you do it and not spend money is a. I mean, when you decide to spend money, my goal when I started, my hope was that I would start spending money when I was getting money out of it, and I'm still looking right. at it that way because I can you know I can see how many people listen to it and. Uh, so it's 20 people now. It was less than that when I started. Maybe it's 27 people when, once I put, oh, well, when I put this out, it'll be like hundreds of people. Well, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Once I see that Sean Prescott's on, that's, well, that'll, you know, then I'll be there and then I'll start spending money. You're you're going to so, get um, like all of my family as listeners for one podcast and then they'll be it. Excellent. <laughs> 
Well, if they hear one and they don't want to listen to anything else, that's on me. That's my oh, fault. No. Yeah. So that's kind of been my I hope thing. It, I hope like, it takes off. Because, I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not just, I might sound like I'm just pandering or whatever, but I, seriously, mm-hmm. I, I listened to the first couple. I thought, eh, you know, a little bit of stumbling there, you know, but, you know. Oh, cool. right. There was. And, and then, and then like the last two, two of your episodes, I was like, I enjoyed listening to that. I really, you know, I, I thought there was really meaty discussions and really cool stuff you guys were talking about. So, yeah. I mean, I think you're doing a good job. I think you should continue whatever way you're going down there. Awesome. That's that. Uh, that's very helpful. That's very helpful. The, the real, the next step is uh, anyone who is enjoying listening to it could start sharing it with their friends and then could, you know, maybe... Yeah. More people would hear it. I'll hold my but, hand up uh, and say, I'm not a social media. Like, well, and I understand, I understand I, you that. Know, that's, and that's totally fine. Yeah. I just, there's plenty of people I know listening that are social media mavens, yeah. including some of the people who have been on the podcast. So, uh, you know, I just thought I'd put that out there. Yeah. No, that's Do a good. little begging. Um, but that's my thing. Um, I really think, you know, you can, you can see a billion videos about, Here's what you should do to get new followers. Here's what you should do to get people, <laughs> right. you know. Here's what you should do to advertise your podcast. And then you'll see a few. I've run into a few blogs and videos of smart people who say, here's how you get viewers. Here's how you get listeners. Here's how you, here's how you build a following. You put more stuff out there. And I'm 100% behind that. I just, you know, it's hard to be. Because when you start something like this, and it, go, I mean, it's going out to nine different places, and it's free, and, and you know, potentially millions of people could hear it because there's billions of people that have that it's available to, and your mind starts going, "Wow, why am I only getting ten people listening?" And it's you know, but then uh, occasionally I'll come back to earth and go, "Well, because I've only got ten podcasts. Right. When I have a hundred, there'll be more." You know, just be patient. Put it out there. Try and make it good. I think there's a sweet spot, though, because um, I've noticed that, uh, well, for me, I'm one of those people. I'm a completist. So if I'm going to go start listening to a podcast, I don't care how many are out there. I'm going to start with number one, and I'm going to listen to them all the way through. So if there's 100 out there, I've got 100 episodes I need to listen to. That's just the way I am. So it's daunting, though, because you might be interested in the subject, but if there is a hundred podcasts out there already, I'm like, nah. <laughs> do See, I really want to? I would be in big trouble because <laughs> I started listening to podcasts largely because of this strange problem I'm having with my head, and it's hard for me to look at visual yeah. stuff. So I started listening to podcasts, and I didn't realize I was listening to the biggest podcast in the world from the get-go, uh, the Joe Rogan Show. Oh, it's right. literally the biggest one yeah. out there, um, and he has he's on. The, Episode 1310 or 1311. Yeah. So I don't think I'm going to go back and start no. at one. <laughs> no, and that's... But yeah. the fun thing was, I said, well, what's his first one look like? What about this guy? Right. He's, he's such a big shot, and thank God, it doesn't look good. So right. it was really a relief to see that he went live from the very first one. It was like a webcam and his tech buddy, which I think is still with him. And uh, it wasn't, you know... It wasn't great. So it was very encouraging. So anyone, you know, starting a podcast, go look at Joe Rogan One. It's still yeah. available. And I wish I had the courage see. for that. Mm. I do. <laughs> I mean, I have the courage to get up on stage or be in front of a camera or do my 
karaoke shows. Mm-hmm. That's that's to me. That's sort of like a, uh, you know, I need people's immediate applause and attention. You know, that's just a oh, selfish I see. thing, yeah. right? Yeah. But as far as like the podcast, I know that it's not. It's not a live. It's not a people just see it immediately thing. Right. You put it up and then they'll go and download it and listen to it whenever or whatever. And so in my mind, that's got to be perfect. And, oh, I see. And I mean. doubt that it is. I see. What you and mean. I and I listen to it myself and go, ah, this crap. Nobody's going to want to listen to this. Right. Um, there's a. <clears throat> in fact, there's a podcast that I listen to, probably my favorite one, called My Favorite Murder, and it's mm-hmm. these two ladies in Los Angeles who talk about true crime, with comedy. I know it's weird, but it's <clears throat> it's a really good podcast. And one of them, they wrote book. They wrote a book together. And one of the things that one of the ladies says is, she was diagnosed by her therapist as worshiping at the altar of doubt oh right and i i really love that that really spoke to me that's like a it's um that's a really good yeah that's a really good phrase i think it's extremely common among musicians actors entertainers yeah. uh, the reason that I've i been doubt able, everything I, mean, I, I can't say that i'm going to do 20 of these i really don't know yeah. i did one and what had the the you know wherewithal to put it out there and once i did one i thought well that was a lot of work i should at least do enough that it's not so much work every time right and i'm almost at that point i'm yeah. almost to the point where i can you know crank things up and go and then um but automating that, the process what's that automating the process yeah. yeah yeah it's getting closer and closer i still have to write out things which i'm not i'm not thrilled about writing you know write the description out and right. what i did and have to remember what i said on the podcast a little bit and I have to listen to them. That's the hardest part. Uh, I don't listen. I, I tend to go back and listen just in case. Like, you know, did something happen? Did did a um, did a bomb go off that I didn't realize? Right. Or something like that. So yeah. I, is there a weird ticking noise in the background the yeah. entire time? You know, yes, exactly. Like so I sort of have to listen to them as a tech. That's the most annoying thing because. Uh, as with many people that have been on the podcast, I don't like my voice either. But you know, I can pre- I pretend I, like I do as a podcaster. I pretend I love it. What a voice! <laughs> what a great voice! <laughs> what a guy! Then uh, so when this kind of segues into another question, do you have any? Did you train at all as an actor, or did you just start acting at some point? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I think the first time. I did any acting was in church when I was eight, nine, maybe somewhere around there. Oh, wow. Um, wow. We were putting on, they were putting on plays and Mm -hmm. they were taking obviously patches from the Bible and making plays out of little scenes and stuff. And I played a kid who is running away and meets the prodigal son and they have a discussion. Uh, and from there, I think, I, and then I started doing school stuff and, and pretty much did acting all the way through school, high school. Wow. Uh, and then I did a little bit of community theater when I first left high school. Then I got out because mm-hmm. life smacked me on the head and right. I had to do stuff, you know, get a job and all this other stuff. Didn't have time for it. Um, I went in the Navy. That'll that'll put a little cramp in the put a little the cramp community theater thing. And it wasn't until oh, I want to say about six years ago, mm-hmm. about six years ago, when Craigslist was a 
big thing. Big, uh-huh. <laughs> still, it's still kind of big, I still think. Still kind of is. Um, but there was, uh, I noticed that they were put, there were ads for acting jobs. Mm-hmm. And of course, people will warn me, oh, don't do that. That's just somebody looking to, you know, murder you or you know, whatever. Yeah, there are some yeah. silly <laughs> so, rumors about Craigslist so, because someone got hurt once. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere. Uh, and, you know, so I was a little concerned, but, you know, I was looking at it. And this said um, audition for a movie, and the auditions would be in a park. I said, wow, okay. Like hmm. with people around. So that's got to be safe. Oh, right. I see. <laughs> you know. I see what you're saying. All right. I'll, uh-huh. I'll, I'll, you know, why not? Uh, it's it's movie. I've never done movie. You know, uh, let's try it out. So I went and auditioned and got a part. And it was just, you know, actually the movie never got put out because the guy accidentally destroyed the, I don't know, whatever. I never oh. understood it, but it never got released. Um, what movie was that? It was called The Chopping Block. It was a horror okay. movie. Because I, I was in a movie called Thicker Than Water that um, I was so excited about, even though I'm, I'm barely in the thing. But that was, I think, my first... It was my first one. That was before Hour Before Morning. Is that what it's called? Um, yeah, Hour Before Morning. Our, yeah, before Hour Before Morning. And almost the same time I got those two, and I was so excited. Yeah. And that one just disappeared. Hour Before Morning took years yes. uh, to ever so come out. So did the eater. Yeah. <laughs> but it was such a good experience, although, you know, I'm not exactly running to lead, to show people where that is. Uh, it was a good experience just to, to get relaxed, to do a film that's, um, because it's so low budget, it's very relaxed, yeah. very relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. And I've, I've realized that as sets get bigger, that, I mean, they don't change that much. The process is still pretty much the same. And it taught me a lot about, um, for anything on, uh, on camera, you really got to know your shit walking in. It, it's like, it's at least make up something. Like if they haven't given you anything, make something up before you get there yeah. or you're going to, you know, you're going to feel pretty lost. Yeah. And yeah. If, you, if you get a good director, you know, and they're able to at least steer you in the right direction. It's helpful. It's, it's very it's, helpful. It's definitely helpful. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there, I had days where I didn't know my script and I did, I knew the character, didn't know the words. And it, it was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, not I've good. never experienced that with you, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't, didn't go well. Yeah. Um, and I always get very impatient when other people don't know what they're doing. So, yeah, I yeah. try and show up and know, know yeah, that's, the lines. I want to know them well enough that I can at least ad-lib them. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, and most, of course, other things I've shown up on, you know, the 24-hour film festival things. Those are fun, aren't they? They're a blast. Yeah. No idea what my character is. Yeah. No idea what my line is. Because we worked with working with Nick, who I think is a really good director, oh he would just he would be able to say, "Okay, you're this, you're you're a sheriff. Here's your line," and I would literally I figured out immediately that's all I need because yeah. it was like one line. So okay, great, we did that. What's my line this time? Give me the line. Yeah. He, here's the move. Here's the camera move. Here's where you go. Great. Let's do yeah. that. And that that was just you should a have joy. Nick on Four hours in and out, and it was really good. You should have Nick on here. I'm thinking about that. Yeah. yeah, I should. I should Nick, have him on. For everybody out there, Nick Blackader. Um, just one of these directors where you may not think it, but there's like 70% more stuff going on in his brain than you see coming. Like 
Yeah. There it's, must be, because he always has the, you know, if you ask him about something, he has the answer. Yeah. It's not, I don't know. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, that's going to happen here and here and, and here. And you look at what he's trying to do on the on the script, and you're just like, I don't really understand how this is coming. And then you see what he made, and it's just like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's true. It's, yeah. it's really, it's always kind of a kind of a big surprise. Huge oh, well, anyway, surprise. after that after that one movie, I realized how much I loved acting. And then I started doing some other stuff like plays and stuff around the area. So it got me back into it. So do you have a, like a favorite play that you've done, production you've been in, or loved them all, hated them all? <laughs> I have to say that the, the, the opera was probably the highlight of what I've done so far on stage. Um, just being able to be selected to go in and sing in an opera choir for me, I never thought that would happen. Yeah, that's awesome. And the Holt Center is, is an, <laughs> At the Holt Center. a decent place to hang out. And at one point we were doing, uh, like I was in a tux and dancing on stage. And there's just nothing I ever thought that I'd be doing. So where did you learn to sing? That's just an, I hate to toot my own horn, but that's just a natural gift. I don't know where that came from. That's, oh, okay. That's just, I've always been able to sing. Uh -huh. I was actually, okay, this is a good story actually. So when I was 11, uh, my brother, who was a year older than me, was going to learn an instrument. And my, my parents asked me if I wanted to learn an instrument as well. And I said, uh, no, but I love singing. And they said, oh, great. We'll put you in choir in school. So he'll learn an instrument. He'll learn choir. Great. So I get in a choir. Three weeks after choir has started, my voice cracks. Oh. Just goes to <laughs> shit. Goes. Oh, cursing's okay, right? It is. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I I cursed on a couple of these, and that just meant that from now on they from have now an on it's e okay. rating. Yeah, they have it. Well, great. I'm just gonna <laughs> no. I'm just gonna. Uh, I already have earlier. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it cracked, and I couldn't sing. Everything I tried to sing came out crappy, and my my teacher was so. I guess this has probably happened in his class before. So he comes up to me and he goes. All right, here's what we're going to do. I'm mean, going to give you an A for the class. But whenever we sing, just mouth the words. Don't actually sing. Oh, man. So, <laughs> so, so here I am Yikes. in you know junior high, basically, standing up, you know, moving my mouth to the songs, <laughs> but never really saying anything. And so, of course, at that point, my brain thought, oh, I can't sing a lot of crap. But I always sang in my car. I always sang you know, in the shower. And, and so I was constantly singing. And then somebody actually heard me singing. So why aren't you a singer? Oh, my voice isn't that good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, that's good. And so then my friends coaxed me to go do karaoke one night. Mm -hmm. And I was getting like a major applause for singing. And I was like, wait a second, maybe I can sing. And sure enough. So, yeah, that's that's really good how I got back into that. So I had, kind of, yeah, I had the opposite experience in junior high. Someone <laughs> sat me down. I was in musicals. And someone sat me down to say, okay, let's, you know, let's see if you can hit these notes. And we were just at the piano and I'd be like way off. And he goes, nope, you can't. And he just, nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> he just walked away. So I was like, okay, the, the choir is fine with me. Uh, yep. You know, I'll just be where, uh, not sing very loud. Yeah. And uh, who knows? I could may have been able to sing now, I, now uh, well, at least in the last 10 years, from recording so much 
and working with other singers and hearing, a, now I can hear on a recording, well, that's not right. Right. That's not the note. So now I can sing a little bit. Like now I, I was able to sing back up in some bands and not have it like kill the, the song. But yeah, I don't that's have cool. the confidence really to, to sing out front. Um, yeah, I don't, you won't find me on a karaoke right. night. <laughs> you won't find me doing the karaoke. No. Uh, so what uh, you're going to do a podcast about movies? Did you uh, are you a Got fan? Oh yeah. Okay. Right. So did it did it make any difference that that we had those spoilers on the podcast, or did you even listen to that one? I think you said you did. Uh, There's a couple podcasts. Well, yeah, but ago. I'd already watched it. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. And that's what we figured. Yeah. We figured at this point, if someone's a fan, they've already seen it. Yeah. You know, screw it. I'm sorry. Spoiler. Yeah. yeah spoiler stuff. I'm sorry. You get a week. Good. One okay. week after a movie comes See, out I, or a TV show or something, you get one week from me. Uh, Otherwise, I, then I'm going to start talking about stuff. So. I think that's fair. Yeah. I, I really think that's fair. I think if you're that excited about it, go see the freaking exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. If you're that interested in it, you're not going to wait more than a week to watch You're not going to wait more than a week. I, I mean, movie, yeah, movies that I really think I want to see, I try and see. I try not yeah. to watch any advertising and see the first week. Get out there and watch it yep. because the ads now have more spoilers than anything. Some somewhere along the line, as decided that they should show the end of movies, and that drives me nuts. Yeah, it, it's like I mean, I you don't know it till you see the movie, but once you're getting close to the end, you, I'm thinking in my mind they showed me. Yeah, I saw in the trailer, and I yeah, that's just really my favorite annoying. trailers right now are when maybe they just show, like, have a little bit of music and show the title card. Those are like, okay, thank you for telling me that's coming out. I don't need to yeah. see anything. Exactly. You're going to spoil great funny scenes for me if you show them. Well, now they have behind the scenes before the freaking movie comes out or before the TV show comes out. They're showing behind the yeah. scenes. I'm going, wait, whoa. Yeah. They did that with Game of Thrones. Yeah. They were showing behind the scenes before the final episodes came out. Yeah. I'm going, wait a minute. That's not a real dragon. Oh, fuck me. Why didn't you watch <laughs> Real <laughs> I can't believe this. Wait, there's not a world that called Westeros? Sucked. Whatever. Yeah. I'm going to watch Westworld. I'm going to watch. Okay. <laughs> oh, actually, um, Aaron Paul's going to be in it. That looks now. amazing. Yeah. And there, it, it didn't. I actually haven't seen the second season yet. Oh, okay. But I you won't can spoil it. it. I, oh, okay. Because, like I said, I, you get a week. This, at the end of the second season, I really thought that was it. Okay. That, that I can tell you that. I, I love I've shows thought, that do okay, that. that's pretty much it. But they do, uh, one of the main characters does walk, you know, is head towards the real world. So okay. I wasn't sure if, okay, they cut it off, like they, they killed it, or it's going to come back and we're going to see the rest of this world because that's the cool part. And you, you got to watch the second season so you see the, the lead in. See, I think and, all shows should you know, do that. They should, cool. they should wrap, they should be able to do both in the last episode of the season, which is wrap it up, but leave a door and open. And leave the door open. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. way, if they don't get <laughs> renewed, if they get canceled, then you're not like, oh no, then what's going like, to happen ah, with Balthazar yeah. and the dragon's mouth? You know, not like season three of Deadwood. You ever, <laughs> you ever watch that show? I watched the first season of Deadwood. Oh, okay. I haven't seen any of the others. Yeah, you have to really, really be into it. I'm not, but you know, I found out it, recently. It just ended and they didn't know it. So oh, they okay. they left it on a real cliffhanger. Yeah. Like I'm not big oh. on Westerns. Oh, okay. I, I don't know what it is. I like every genre of movie possible except Westerns. That's funny because you look like you could be in, you would be in Westerns. <laughs> <laughs> you like the perfect look for a Western. 
Uh, except for some exceptions. But then again, mm-hmm. I don't think of them as Westerns. Like, okay, there's a movie. I don't know if you've seen it called Bone Tomahawk. I saw, I think I saw that. It's I got really impressed uh, with Chris that. Evans. It's got uh-huh. uh, Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. It's a horror movie. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I mean. In a Western In a Western setting. era. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, Cowboys and Aliens. Which is a sci-fi uh-huh. movie in a Western. So I, you know, <laughs> yeah. Adventures of Briscoe County. That's yeah. kind of sci-fi, you know. So, so oh, yeah. I'm not a big Western fan, but I, uh-huh. but I don't mind that being the setting. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I love I love westerns, but they've it's hard to find good ones these days. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, it's funny because it's yeah, it's it's definitely a genre. Like people either like it or they don't. Yeah, you know, yeah. either you watch westerns or you don't watch westerns. Yeah. There's there's not a lot of in between, and I was cu- I'm curious I was curious about people watching Deadwood and wanting to continue because it's so bizarre because you know it's they use an entirely different language in a way, so I thought that might be interesting even if you don't like westerns, but it, yeah, it's one of those things. I I'm curious if well I like westerns and I still liked it, but it seems like. Some people who like westerns might be think it's what the hell is this, because it is done so different and it's so far from any kind of real. Yeah, history. I compare Deadwood to Breaking Bad, and the reason mm-hmm. I do is because <laughs> Breaking Bad is about a person who has good intentions, but just goes bad. You know, I mean, if I don't, you just see Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah and, yeah, and and at first when he starts out, he's he's a great guy, but at some point, I think it's like third season end or whatever, you realize you're watching the story of the bad guy of the bad guy, and you're yeah. just like, oh God, what is going on here? And and uh, I love that about that show, and I think Deadwood's right. sort of like that because of Oliphant's characters having to make choices that aren't always fantastic, and or at least that was in the first season it's a, a little bit but oliphant it, it's funny because he is the good guy yeah no one there's no other good guy in the whole right, show but he's, and he's but he's what not he a does is, it's still questionable <laughs> right. what, yeah still questionable how he how he handles yeah. things okay that will be good so no one will hear that and we're back okay sorry i had to edit some noise out but it didn't work so oh, man nobody heard now my i jokes. have to do it later all my best jokes are gone <laughs> all your best stuff. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> Oh man! Uh, oh, so I wanted to ask you. You had you you're you're a funny kind of social media guy, because oh. you go on social media and you'll post something that seems pretty interesting, uh, and then you'll disappear. Yeah, you <laughs> you, had, you had this long involved post. I'm I'm what you call a shit fairy. I I come Maybe out and I sprinkle shit and then I leave. That's, and then you go away. That's my <laughs> that's my claim. It wasn't shit though. It was very thought. It was a very thoughtful. Uh oh. Very thoughtful post. I don't remember what I write. You, no, of course I do. You wrote that you have so many questions about life, happiness, oh, yeah. purpose, countless other topics, etc., etc., etc. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Do you have, Do you have any any uh? uh you know. Any opinion it, on it your is, own post? It, yes. Here's Here's what I'll say. <sighs> don't look at the news for too long. I mean, you have to look at the news to find out what's going on in the world. But if you dwell on it for too long, you just start getting angry that other people are alive and doing things. It's just, it's terrible because humans are terrible. We are. Oh, so this was motivated by the news. This is, well, it was motivated by just like 
states like Alabama and Georgia doing their crap with the abortion stuff. You uh-huh. know, just it was motivated by the amount of crap that's out there that people are trying to get away with and how terrible a human beings they are. And, you know, I'm just, I can't fathom that idea that people can't just get along. Well, I think you said something very important at the beginning of that statement. You said, don't look at the news for too long. Yeah. One of the reasons I'm steering away for politics, I mean, there's about three yeah. reasons. One is that everyone's fucking, con- yeah, right. everyone talks politics, so why do that? And, and it's not a hard and fast rule of someone who wanted to go on a political rant. I guess I would let them and then I would edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> but my, well, there goes my I mean, other half hour. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we, we, uh, we both grew up in an era where the news was entirely different. Yeah. When we were kids and even into our, I would say into our 30s, the news was sponsored. It was sponsored by the station. It was paid for by the station. They weren't depending on ad revenue. Right. They were The stations did it as a basically as a public service and because I think the FCC or somebody, I'm not sure how that worked, but someone said you have to. You have to... Uh, yeah. You have to have, in order to have a station, you have to put like a half hour a day or an hour a day of news on so that people will know what's going on. And those people, those newscasters and news teams were extremely dedicated and also newspapers. It was the same. It was, they had more of a, of an idea of, integrity. for one, competition. Yeah. Integrity, because yeah. without integrity, they couldn't compete. Right. And they weren't all owned by the same person. So right. they had to compete. Exactly. And then there became a time when, uh, at this point, most of the major publications are all owned by one franchise, by one big conglomerate. Uh, news sta- news has become be- when it became and I've heard newscasters talk about this a lot when it became a 24 hour cycle they had to come up with stuff that's not news they, that's yeah. what we're talking heads sprung out of we didn't used to have talking heads when we were kids we'd have an opinion once in a while um, uh, some amazing now I can't remember the names of these of people uh, there was a couple that were absolutely amazing like 60 minutes they would oh, give Brinkley, them a Huntley, and, Brinkley yeah. Huntley yeah. Um, you know, several that would just, that would give an opinion piece that was well thought out and they worked on for at least a week, maybe yeah. sometimes a month. Yeah. Now the news cycle is uh, immediate. So there's no time to work on a story. And all the time I hear, uh, I wouldn't, I would be okay with this on local news, but I hear on national news them saying, uh, we haven't verified this. I know. That, they I, they have a story a and they yeah. no you could you wouldn't no they wouldn't allow it nope they would not allow it but part of it is that new cycle that it's twenty four hours and it's because of all the social media sites it has to be immediate you can't wait on a story you have to jump on it so they'll jump on stories and report them completely wrong and if it's wrong and no one knows it they really don't correct it but also part of that is they have found that pissing people off, and this is the same with Facebook, Twitter. Um, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> all of the, not so much MySpace, but uh, all of these social MySpace. <laughs> Did you, was your band on MySpace? Did you have your- Years and years ago. <laughs> someone, someone I had on the podcast said, I'm still on there. Really? Like, wow. You are not. Anyhow, it does still exist. But they have also found that the more you piss people off, the bigger your audience. Um, yeah. Especially true with Twitter, and we're seeing that obviously today. So I think that it's it's um, terribly sad, and it's also inc- extremely dangerous. And there was a, I mean, when I was 
not that long ago. I think it's really in the last 16, 18 years since I've lived in Oregon. For some reason, I started watching the news every day. When I lived in Los Angeles, when a lot more real news is happening right there, I would not watch the news all day. But when, you know, when fires happen, when an earthquake happened, when uh, someone was chasing someone in a white Bronco, then we were watching right. for, you know, full time for just glued to the TV. But um, that, I think that's a real danger now is that people think the news is real, which it isn't. And right. they take this idea that people are assholes. I, I mean, I come up with the same conclusion, which is not, I mean, not really true. Nobody on my podcast has been an asshole yet. Uh, so. well, I'm here to change that. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll work on it. But you know, it's it's um, they want to show the worst of humanity. It's like we're all cops. Yeah, all well, of that's, sudden, what's, when that's what sells paper. I'm that's doing what sells. air quotes. By the way, I realize right. you can't see that. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, that's what good. sells paper. Yeah. So that's. Um, I, I have to tell you that that recently, I actually had a friend who. We were having a discussion at lunch one day, and he said, uh, it sounds like you get all of your news information from late-night TV. And, I, and, I, and he, was, he said it as kind of like, a, you know, you should be reading the news you know, or watching it and mm -hmm. not just getting all your stuff. And I thought about it, and I said, yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because if I didn't have the funny... I would just go out and start shooting people. Yeah. It's just, it's so terrible. Well, some there, of the stuff that's going on. Right. That in, unless so, I have a comedian telling it to me. It's too hard where to Where I can digest. take it with a little yeah. spoonful of sugar, basically. And I mean, there's a certain aspect of the news that I literally can't watch anymore. I think you can figure out what that is. Yeah. And I'm the same way. When a story comes up and I really want to know about it, I hit YouTube and I find out what the late night Stephen guys Colbert, talk Jimmy about Fallon it. Or, yeah, or John Oliver uh, or somebody like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Because they, for one, they took, had more time. They didn't have to talk about it in the first hour. They had it, you know, at least all day yeah. for their writers to get get it right, exactly. uh, get a little more right. Um, they have a much better way of looking at it. They're usually smarter. I really do miss John Stewart because I yeah. think his show had the best. And many people said it. Many people who came on his show, even newscasters, said he would had the best news on TV, and it was funny because him his, and his it writers was a were able show. to distill the facts about what was going on, and still give it a a funny spin. Yeah, or at least he presented it funny. I he mean, there were a couple of yeah. times he got really serious on the show, and mm -hmm. those were just as good uh, as far as getting the point across. Well, and, and yeah, that's totally the thing is he so he would get the point across and it would be in my, well, in my mind, because I'm obviously a crazy liberal, it, it would yeah. be, it would be more correct. Like he would, the story would be more, um, more figured accurate. out, more accurate yes. and more researched. Far, their, say, his research team uh, must have been Fox, amazing. Maybe? Yeah, but yeah. that's not, I don't even count them. Even yeah. even the NBC or CBS, who right. who I know try, I feel like they try. I don't know them personally, but they're entertainers now. Yeah, they don't hire journalists; they hire entertainers yeah. to do the news. I trust. I trust. I mean, it's it's got to be a hard job because you're doing what I'm doing here right. every freaking day uh, with you know a script in front of you. I don't know if yeah. I could want it. Would I trust news programs from other countries more than I trust anything here from the United States? That's that's sad, but it's true. Well, and I understand that. Like BBC that. and yeah. Al Jazeera and stuff like that. And like, my sister lives in Bellingham, 
And so they get can- Canadian news. Yeah. And yeah, right? it's usually more fair and accurate, far more fair and yeah. accurate. And it's a totally different off spin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, probably enough about that. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm so glad that when Colbert switched and sold out to a network, a bigger network, that he (laughs) did keep most of his attitude and show. I I was really worried that he wouldn't be able to say the things that he could say before. So, yeah, I was very relieved. As much as I loved his Colbert rapport where he played a kind of Republican, you know, pundit, you know. Uh, but you got the joke, you know, of what he was doing. I'm glad he got rid Most of that Most of character. us did. That, that was... Well, that part was nice because that was getting a little stale. So yeah. the, the part that he got rid of the character, but he kept the attitude. But he kept the attitude. Kept the attitude exactly. And he kept yeah. the honesty. Yeah. And, he, and he doesn't shy away from stories. And, you know, neither did Johnny Carson. So I shouldn't be too surprised. But uh, <sighs> Carson. <laughs> Carson. Man. <laughs> this, this dates us. It really mm-hmm. does. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I love that show so much. When I was oh, a kid. oh! Uh, for all of the majority of the listeners out there, Johnny Carson was a Tonight Show <laughs> host. <laughs> oh, that's right. This podcast. That's a podcast. Uh, yeah, he actually uh, sat at a desk. He and sat at a desk. Talked to people. Talked to people before. How did you fit three women in this room? This room is tiny. We're looking. Uh, yeah, it was a miracle. This like this is like the room that Harry incredible. Potter slept in underneath a stairway. Like, I actually, <laughs> I actually put four. There was four. I thought you had one on the phone. Well, I did, but that but counts. <laughs> uh, all right. I just had two here right next to each okay. other. They're just still, this they're is probably not as big as us. Kind of cramped. In it. No, I'm fine. <laughs> You're getting claustrophobic yeah. in the pod studio, in the pod. All right, enough about the news. Let's let's Ugh. get back to the questions I had. I have like four questions. I'm glad this has gone well because I didn't have a lot. to to talk, yeah, ask I, about so um, this. I was kind of wondering. To be like, flowing, what am I going to talk about? For yeah. an hour? Well, you uh, plenty because you can talk. It's a conversation, <laughs> not an interview. So that's, that's true. That's what I like to to say. A lot of podcasts are interviews. It's a conversation, and it's an a po- the great thing about a podcast. Is you can say whatever the fuck you want once whatever. you once you decide to. Yeah, it, it, that was a big decision for me. I don't know. Then it's recorded for ages. Because then, then you have to defend it. You know, people listen to the podcast 10 years from now and they go, you know, we don't want you working on our movie because you said blah, blah, blah. You know, like, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I didn't mean it, I guess. Well, you know, I'm such a big movie star. <laughs> hey, I have an IMDb page. I've considered myself a movie star. No. I have an IMDb page too, but I don't, I don't think... <laughs> I don't you think Clint Eastwood's going to be hiring me in, for one in ten years, and then Aww. saying, "No, I don't like what you said on your podcast." <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, uh, dream a man can dream. A man can dream. That's right. Uh, I asked that question. Okay, I asked that question. Oh, did you have any questions about the podcast? About anything you've heard so far, or, or anything like that? Any anything you want to go? Hmm. Good question. No, I. Um. No, like I said, I, I I envy you just being able to start it and go with it and do it. Like I said, I tried the one and I was just like, Ugh, I can't do this. And, you know, just stopped. Of course, you you gave yourself a tough um, – you I started did. really hard. You started very difficult because yeah. my first one – I wanted to be spectacular you, you did. right off the bat. Well, and you wanted to bring in all these <laughs> other elements. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's like when you do uh, – that's like doing a YouTube video where you yeah, see yeah. these guys that um, – the one thing for one it cuts every like two seconds 
uh, <laughs> real popular YouTubers. They'll do, you know, they're doing, they're doing some. I'm doing out these gestures that no one can see. They, they're, <laughs> they're doing a um, telling you about some product, and they just they cut and cut and cut because yeah. that's the thing nowadays. Nobody has any attention span. They're only cutting like a half an inch. Yeah. Uh, across their face. And it, it's like, did they really do it? I always wonder, did they really do it 10 times? Because, man, they're working their butt off editing that. Anyway, yeah, I, that part is easier. The uh, There are a lot of parts that are still way harder than I thought. Getting people on, that's a little questionable. It? A, a little, it's hard, yeah. I've had, luckily, I've only had two people say no. Oh. But I'm out of the guests now. I have guests, like, on the, what do you call it? I don't know. On the schedule. I mean, they need the schedule. Oh, okay. And hopefully they'll be on soon. They was, they're, they're I thought great he was about guests. to tell me I was the last one. Yeah, this, this is it. <laughs> and then I the final mean, episode thank you for Sean listening. The, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we end with Sean Prescott. That's it. Wrapping last it up. Podcast. Thanks for wrapping up my podcast, Sean. Appreciate that. <laughs> really like it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go to my everyman question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just because. Because, uh. I'm enjoying talking to you, and I don't want to wrap it up just yet. Yeah. Even though some people think they should be shorter, but the majority don't. Oh, the other thing I found interesting about podcasting is that um, it is uh, mostly younger listeners. It seems. I mean, I don't know for sure. I don't have any real evidence, but uh, a lot of people I meet who are much younger than me, including um, a Cameron that was on the show, do listen to podcasts, and it just surprised me because yeah. it's it's like to me, podcasts are a throwback to radio. Yeah, and so it's an odd phenomenon that they're really be just now starting to bloom. They're they're just becoming bigger and bigger, and you know, people are loving them. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Uh, I asked you that question. Never thought of doing a podcast, so that was it. Uh, social media, um, you don't spend a lot of time on there. Is that because you don't like it, or because it pisses you off, or because? Your family members, or, or you don't want to know what your family's like? Nah, well, because you have a fair amount of people on there. Yeah, uh, friends, FBFs, uh, I call them. Yeah, F Facebook has become, and look, I do Facebook. I also have an Instagram, but I post like once a year on it, so it's not. Uh, but uh, Facebook has basically become my way to, you know, yeah, be in contact with family back east. Uh, you know, make sure if I'm gonna go do something, I can. You know, I can tag everybody and say, hey, let's go do blah, 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 you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, and, it's, and it's become that. But as far as the Facebook itself is, I noticed I was spending way too much time scrolling through it. Oh, Just okay. Just scroll, yeah. scroll. Uh, that pisses me off. Scroll, scroll. Oh, she's cute. Scroll, scroll. <laughs> you know, just like too much, you know, I'd noticed like an hour and a half would have gone by. And I'm like, okay, I have to stop that. So uh, I see. So that I, totally makes sense. Yeah. So I go on yeah. and I write what I write and then I look at notifications and I only look at stuff when people, you know, say, have commented on your post or commented on your comment or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. I'll go and look at those mm -hmm. and answer them or whatever. But if I, if I don't do that, then I'm just, then I'm like, Hey, shouldn't you be doing that quiz for your accounting class? You know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh yeah, crap. I've been on here. For I've been on here for an hour and a half. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. And the weird thing is that every time you add a friend, it adds a whole lot to the scroll. Like you'd think it would just add, a, sometimes you add one friend and, and it's like, oh my God, suddenly my <laughs> my uh, feed is about 10 times as big. You know, I have to give a to, shout uh, out to Ray Bradbury. Ray, Ray Bradbury. Bradbury predicted all of this. Oh yes, absolutely. All of it. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah. What a brilliant mind. I mean, he, yeah, just amazing. And a long, long time ago. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. That, that is totally true. Um, I love classic science fiction, by the way. That's one of my favorite reads. Asimov, Radbury, that kind of stuff. I uh, I was going to ask you another question, and now I lost. No. I lost my train of thought completely. Oh, well, that's okay. Um, that was it. What? Oh, you mentioned a podcast, didn't you? Yeah. What other podcast do you listen to? Oh. Oh, and I need to... That was it. I was trying to write down the one you mentioned. Oh, so, My Favorite Murder. My Favorite Murder. So My Favorite Murder, yeah, it's these two ladies in L.A. who are into true crime, and they're comedians, and... Like each pod, they have two different podcasts. One is a, called the mini sode, so they have an hour long where they each describe one of a true crime that interests them. Mm -hmm. And then they have a mini sode where they read people's emails to them, some of them. Uh, oh, I you see. You know, funny ones or whatever. Uh huh. And uh, they're both fantastic. And I, I think they're both very funny and they're both very enlightening. Uh, and they're both very upfront and visual. Uh, uh, visible with their uh, mental health problems and you know therapy and all that stuff and it, I just find it very therapeutic listening to them and huge fan of true crime have been since I read Helter Skelter when I was like 13 oh wow <laughs> yeah wow uh, somebody handed me the book and I thought oh that's who's this guy on the cover with the wild crazy eyes hmm and you know read through it and was uh -huh. just like oh my god and from that point on I was just I was hooked um, true crime has been a huge passion so, so that so, spoke to me that that's what they were talking. And about. who's on that show? Uh, their names are Karen Kilgareth and Georgia Hardstar. Okay, because Yardley Smith has a similar show. You know who Yardley Smith She's is? She's the Simpsons, right? She yeah. did uh, Bart Simpson. She's Bart Simpson yeah, yeah. and a bunch of other characters. And she has a kind of a similar show where she, yeah. she and a friend investigate small town murders. I've heard of that. Yeah, actually, yeah, um, yeah. I, my problem is I just thought it was interesting that there are. Another comedian has a similar. I've tried show. other true crime and, shows, and they're uh -huh. they get they get a little too bogged down with details. That's another thing I like about the, my favorite murder. There's not a lot of detail. They're just like, they get their information off of Wiki or something like that, and or watch an episode of uh, Unknown Mysteries or whatever that show uh -huh. used to be, or whatever. Uh -huh. And then they'll they'll kind of paste together a bunch of stuff, and then they'll just you know they go over their notes and they're talking to each other. Oh yeah, and then this guy did that, and this guy did that. So oh, interesting. Like so they're I, not like investigative reporters. No, they're, no, no, they're no. Just, There's they're no just detail. A conversation about. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, no. It's like that's talking. Hilarious. It's like sitting in a kitchen and talking to your friend about it. And that's that's uh -huh. how I think appeals uh -huh. to me because I love my my. If you were to ask me what's what do you want to do on your birthday or what's the most favorite thing you want to do, and it's always going to be the same. I want to go out with a bunch of friends and have coffee and talk. That's what I want to do, just about whatever. Mm -hmm. That's that's to me is the best time ever is to sit around drink, coffee or booze or whatever and just talk. I love that. It, have you seen comedians in cars getting coffee? I love that show. <laughs> I thought you might. Oh my! God. It's literally that. It Plus, I'm a car guy, that. and so that show I enjoy so the cars. I, and I'm not a huge Seinfeld fan. I think he's kind of an ass at some points, but, but me that too. Show but is I think that's great. Yeah. It, yeah. It's nice because, and it seems to me that he gives a lot of space to the comedians. He does. Like he starts a conversation, he kind of he lets them go. And quite you know, a bit. you could tell 
you could tell when the comedian's actually a friend or it's somebody that he just, oh, I'll grab another comedian and, and go do something with them. Because you could tell when they actually have like a repertoire, you know. And, right. And, yeah, it seems that way. Otherwise, it seems kind of forced or whatever. Oh, but I got to tell you, my favorite episode of that was when he goes and has dinner with Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. I, my heart almost stopped on that episode. That was so <laughs> that cool. That was very cool. Yeah. That and the president. Then the president, the, right? That's pretty amazing. <laughs> so cool. He's driving around the White House with the president. Oh, geez. Have you broken any laws lately? Lately? <laughs> <laughs> lately. Ever? I mean, the occasional spending. When you're young. I don't even, I don't know if I can count that because who doesn't? I mean. Who doesn't speed at some I mean, point, especially in the days when they dropped the speed limit to 55? We were forced to. Yeah. I, you know, this may be a weird esoterical outlook on life, but I mean, human or state or government law doesn't. I mean, I know we have to follow him and stuff, but I'm more interested in ethical choices mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or morality or, you know, I guess whatever. Like, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather somebody was making the choice to be nice than making the choice to make sure they put their blinker on, I guess. I don't know. You know, it, it's putting oh, your blinker you on is a nice thing to do to tell the person behind you that you're turning. Uh-huh. So... And Making the choice to do that is a nice thing, not so much a, oh, I have to do this because the law tells me I have to do it. See well, I, mean? I always hope that that's the case. I, I do too. That's... I always hope that's the case. But yeah, laws laws are an interesting uh, conundrum because without them, it's tricky. Anarchy. And with them, it's tricky. You know, yeah. it, it always. I'm always amazed that, uh, have you ever read Sapiens, a book called Sapiens? It's about the the history of sapiens and uh, it kind of explains why we have laws in a roundabout way but the you know you don't in in almost any time we don't have to follow the laws and we um, are pretty good at it and pretty polite people here in america i mean you you, you can go to other countries and they don't drive they just drive nuts, yeah. and uh, even certain cities, they just drive like nuts. So, in I was know, in a taxi cab in Singapore. <laughs> well, there I you know go. I know what you mean. <laughs> there you go. You're a good example. Yeah. yeah, it changes. It's a. Uh, it seems to me we're a pretty polite society, although you know Twitter wants to disprove that. But it, it always. I'm amazed. Sometimes I drive around and just think it. It really is amazing that people are not running each other over and running into each other more for a social agreement than laws. Right. It's not so much about laws. It's about social agreement because there's not a cop at every corner. And, you know, in most towns, there's hardly any police at all. I mean, yeah. it, it's something that, um, and at times here, it's, if you did think you needed help by the police, it was going to take a long time, it, very possibly. So yeah. it's, that's kind of just a, uh, how do you put it? it? You know, it's like something we all agree yeah. is there, but it's not necessarily reality, and we tend to get along anyway for the most yeah. part. That I'm always sort of I amazed mean, it, by yeah, that. It, it, it's it's nice. I would like to think that as well, mm-hmm. uh, and I and I'm hoping humanity continues to take that trend. We'll see. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I, I want to get into political discussions. It, so. kind of, <laughs> <laughs> but this is more, I, I think this is more philosophical because on all the disaster movies, uh, the world falls apart immediately. Yeah. And right. I've been in disasters and the opposite happens. Yeah. It's everybody like pulls together. Everybody pulls yeah. together. And and we see it on the news really yeah. too. I mean, during this flooding right now, people aren't going and trying to loot each other's houses. No. They're trying to save each other. You know, the, it, the opposite happens in real disasters. So yeah. I, I find that very interesting. Because yeah. in, in reality, the amount of people who are, you know, ah, I guess who are bad or evil, if you want to say that way, who are not following the social, <clears throat> the social agreement is pretty small. Well, there's there's bad and evil people. I, I agree with that. There mm-hmm. always there's always going to be. I mean, that's one of the things I'll tell you is I'm a realist as far as political things go, which. Mm-hmm. So I don't really identify as specific, but I'm a realist. And there's always going to be bad people. Always. There's no getting around that. We're never going to stop that. Um, but I have a, a theory that I call the 80-20 rule, which is it has to do with kind of selfishness or solipsism or whatever. But I believe that 20% of the people in the world know that there's 100% of the people in the world. Does that make sense? Uh, say that one more time. I believe that I almost tw- followed. Twenty percent of the people in the world uh-huh. know that there is a one hundred percent of those people in the world. So what I'm saying is, there's eighty percent of the people in my mind that don't really give a shit about anybody else but themselves. That's how it feels to me. Oh, I see. I'm not saying this is any kind of yeah. like I've done a study on it or anything like that, but it just feels like eighty percent of the people in this world only give a shit about themselves. And you don't feel that that's more of an American attitude? No. No? No. I, I think it's, it's worldwide. I think it's kind of a worldwide thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but those 20%, and I, maybe this, I mean, but I count myself in that 20%. 20% are the kind of people who see somebody coming, you know, sideways to the way they're going and will pause and wait for that person to pass. Or, you know, we'll, we'll stop in front of a door opening so that, you know, nobody gets, and I'm, it's just, you know, are aware of their surroundings, are aware that there's other people out there. And it's the same with driving. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm aware of other drivers out there. I don't just barrel through and hope hope that nobody hits me. I pay attention to everybody and, oh, this person's trying to get in over here. Okay, I'll back off and let them in, you know, that kind of thing. But I don't, I don't think that's more than 20% of the people out there. I oh, may be I wrong see. about that. Uh, yeah, but, and I, I have no... Uh... No evidence either way, right. really. Yeah. No evidence either way. It's I sure see both sides of it. And, you know, the bigger the city you get in, I think the more you see that. I think the smaller of community, the more you see people who are a, a little more attentive to those around them who, well, for one, they know them all. So it's, it's a Yeah, I do think the ratio changes. You know, it changes. As far as size of yeah. city. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. And unfortunately, in my mind, the society pushes for that. I think that's what um, this particular form of capitalism that we're using right now. We're, we're teetering on the edge of political. This, <laughs> this particular form of capitalism. Yeah. The system we're using is really, really pushes towards, you know, you're the most important thing in the world. Right. And, um, yeah, we definitely aren't teetering on the form of politics. But, it, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing about it is – is our politics really the thing that's going to change that? The 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 way the reason that I think that that could be very accurate is that I always um, 
my head wants to explode when I hear about um, what corporations are doing to the world, oh, and that God. corporations, I mean, they're responsible for so much, um, uh, really, death and destruction around the world. And the only way I can po- imagine that is that not only does a guy at the top not give a crap about anyone but his pocketbook, but there's got to be hundreds of people under him that have the same idea that nothing really matters except yeah. my new Tesla. That's yeah. that's all that matters. I mean, I want a new Tesla too, but I'm not ready to destroy the world to get one. And, you know, it's one of the reasons that Tesla should bring their price down. So... <laughs> <laughs> All of this was so Joel could have, have uh, Elon Musk send him a Tesla. This is <laughs> this is all, all I, this podcast is about. That's all it's really about. I just broke through the surface, people. <laughs> Wake up! No, you got me. <laughs> I am busted. Uh. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, I think I'm going to try a wrap-up now. Okay. Going along. I can't believe I'm going to have to edit this. At least I wrote down where. Um, or I could just leave it in there. That's and have People go, what the F is he doing? Yeah, Why is... What? It didn't make any... They won't know anyway, because I'll get rid of the bugs. Exactly. And all the technical stuff. So, thank you very much for tuning in today. You are listening to... Are You Still Talking? And my guest has been Sean Prescott. And I hope I'll be back real Wait, soon. Isn't it, were you still talking? What did I say? Are you still yeah, talking? You I don't even know the name of my show. <laughs> well, I thought maybe I was here for the change of the name. I was like, <laughs> he's changing it to an A, so he's at the beginning of the alphabet, so people will see it more. So. Just seeing if you're listening. <laughs> Thanks, man. You bl- <laughs> That was a test. That was only a test. Were you still talking with Joel Albrecht and Sean Prescott? <clears throat> All right. I will be back soon. As soon as I get a guest, (laughs) be good to each other.